What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to Still Surviving and Walking in Your Purpose. I'm your host, Gigi Blackshear. Freedom means the ability to be free, to not be bound by life, by challenges, by addictions, by incarceration, to be totally free. Our guest, Mr. Clinton M. McCoy, is the author of The Reverse Effect, Seven Life-Changing Principles. Clinton, welcome to our show. Thank you very much. So, Clinton, please tell our audience, who is Clinton M. McCoy, and what is your survival story? Well, Clinton M. McCoy, first, I'm a father, mentor, coach, trainer, blessed, and someone that's appreciative of the opportunities I have to really maximize my potential and achieve my greatness in life. Mm. Well, my survival story starts back... As a child, starting at uh, five, and age five and 11, I dealt with uh, sexual abuse and physical abuse. Uh, went from pretty much at the age 15, an AB student, that before I turned 16, I had got expelled from school. Uh, left home when I was 15, started using cocaine and drinking uh, at 15, you know, gangs jail, just that life that went with that, um, multiples incarcerations, um, a lot of no self-identity, things that happened to me as a child uh, had me, you know, as a child we put things behind us, mm-hmm. inside of our head, but it's still there, yeah. so I was operating off a lot of rage for mm-hmm. a lot of years, um, by 16, I had enough, so I decided I didn't need um, God anymore, I didn't need society, I didn't need anything, and I just would uh, deal with life. Let me ask you a question. You talked about physical abuse as a child. Who was that abuse? Where did that abuse occur? Well, the physical abuse came from from my dad. Now, I want to say this, though. When I was younger... 
they didn't see it as abuse. Yeah. You know, so mm -hmm. they thought that they were doing it what was, was discipline, discipline yeah. to help mm -hmm. you. But, you know, when you try to process, okay, this is done out of love, but then when you think about water hoses, mm -hmm. um, extension cords, the real extension cords, right. like HBO cords, not like the rug to play play. Right. Little brown extension cords. Yeah. Um, uh, it becomes abusive and, and in retrospect, I you connect with if you want compliance from someone, mm. violence can usually get you the swiftest yeah. compliance. Yeah, and violence begets violence. Pain, okay. hurt begets pain and mm. hurt and mm. you, it's really hard to understand that. So mm -hmm. that's the abuse, you know, what it was. And that was the foundation. The foundation for well, I would even say not just that in and of itself, but the sexual abuse from um, one was um, my babysitter when I was five. It was a woman, but still was a five-year-old. You don't, yeah. it's all the same, it's yucky. Yes, and then it one was a close family member of mine, a male, when mm -hmm. I was 11 till I was about 12. Mm -hmm. So That's a lot for a young person to endure. And then you, there's really nobody, at those times, for me, there was nobody to tell. Mm. You know, because we, we, at least as far as I knew, there wasn't a DCF and these right. other things. Who could you go tell? Those resources weren't there. Not to me, not to your knowledge. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. So, and this is actually when I went to live with my mom. And my dad, when he came back, when my mom and dad got a divorce when I was like ten, mm -hmm. she took us and took us to our grandmother, um, and then dropped us off and left mm -hmm. us in the house with like, I think it was thirteen other grandchildren. I um, mean. You know, so, and she was young when she got married, 17, so I guess that was her, you know, being free, and inside that, that's when it happened. Now, when my dad came back and got us, uh, when I was probably about 12, and then that changed the environment, so initially, you think it's bottled up, right. you know, and done, but... But I, it plays out in other ways. A lot of ways. I went through a time period when I was younger, uh, between like 12 and 15, I'm trying to escape, um, you know, thinking of how do I get power, so I'm getting into reading things like astral projection and, mm. uh, you know, meditation stuff, playing with uh, just things, just trying to escape. Trying which, to escape. Which eventually added to my knowledge base down the line, though. I okay. believe God actually used, you know... Those I, things. I, and what I tell people is, uh, to me, I don't think God sends you through trials and tribulations. That's not how it happened with me. There's no testing involved because he already mm -hmm. knows the type of student I am. But what I do believe is that he allowed me to make my mistakes and then mm -hmm. showed how I can be able to provide value out of those same mm -hmm. mistakes. So I went through that till I was, like I said, about 15. And then when I left my dad to go live with my mom again, because hey, uh, my dad was a Marine. First, let me back up. So he was able to keep that stuff suppressed. Okay. There wasn't no expression of That's right. I couldn't yeah. be like, right. you know, you right. couldn't. If you're mad, when you look at him, you got to be you like. You had to be like, it's all good. Yeah. You, there's yeah. The, but when I went to live with my mom, and there wasn't that same type of strength. You didn't have the structure. It was lying, lying, lying let out the cage. Okay. And then other people that couldn't bring that pain the way my dad did, you was just insignificant so yeah. you couldn't make me no do, respect for that authority you couldn't make me do much of anything okay okay you know, so so how did that play out in your life as an adult I mean you went from parent to parent from structure to no structure a little structure mm -hmm. 
How did that help you? Did that help you or did it cause you? It helped me when I became an adult adult and I was able to mm -hmm. put it inside a certain perspective, but from 15 to 29. What was that like, 15 to 29? Oh, I mean, well, I was atheist for like 12 or 13 of those years. Mm -hmm. um, uh, more of angry though, that's what I thought yeah. it was. Yeah. And I wanted to be able to do things without consequence. Mm -hmm. So if I felt like if I did something to you and there was nothing after, no God, no, God, no reproach, mm -hmm. then that was it. But it still was very blessed, I mean, to, and even now I tell my story because I know it helps people, but I mean, prison four times, uh, I went to trial four times. So I won three and lost one. So just even being, just being able to be here, there's not a lot of people in history that can actually that say, can that. say that. But the anger, you know, the pain, a uh, lot of misusing of relationships, you know, mm -hmm. having good people on my side that I just didn't know how to show appreciate. love, appreciate and or show love, or the way that I showed it definitely didn't align with the way that they was trying to receive it, mm -hmm. because I didn't really know how. I remember one time when I was 12, when we were traveling from Georgia to California, when my dad got transferred, my two brothers was in one bed and I was in another bed with my dad, and we was going to sleep, and he reached in like to hug me, like, all right, son, and I was like... I didn't know how to take that what? Yeah. because we, that's not how affection was shown. We didn't, we didn't do that, you know, mm -hmm. so he made sure we ate, he took care of us, he provided, but well, that type of, no. not like that. So for years, I didn't really even know how to express that to a point where I thought something was potentially wrong with me. Mm. You talked about incarceration and going through that period, that, that young adulthood, um, having that foundation of dysfunction, um, and then it bringing you to a place of not really knowing how to have relationships and how to deal with other people. So what was the thing that caused you to turn your life around? What was the thing that allowed you or helped you to move beyond the dysfunction towards a better life? Yeah. Well, oddly enough to say is, um, well, well, I got in an accident when I was like 26 or 27, mm -hmm. 26. Uh, what was your life to that point, before the accident? What were you? Oh, I was trying to be ultimate crip gang, mm -hmm. trying to be the biggest drug dealer. Um, just whatever inside that lifestyle, I just tried to. I was, I was a leader, but I was a dumb leader. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, my dad put those leadership skills inside me, but I was dumb. I had to lead from the front, and I always had something to prove. But when I looked at it in retrospect, I was mostly trying to prove, hold up, you're not weak, you're not gay, you're not, mm. you know. Because All of those things that had been a part of yes, your life. That's right. And if you didn't, you know, it was to a point that if you, like, if we looked at each other, not to a woman, but to like a man, right. if we, you couldn't like look at me like, if you looked at me like this, it was. You know, I want to see what you want to do. Mm -hmm. So I go straight to the action part. Mm -hmm. Because I, in my mind, you know. That was a leader? Action was, mm -hmm. you, know, if, you know, that's how I put you in your place. But, and that's just what I thought. But So I got in an accident, 26. I actually explained about it inside my book. Um, doing this thing where you just like race and running stop signs. Just running a bunch of stop signs and stoplights. I'm on a motorcycle. So as I'm racing down, I come up to the last stoplight. Now, this is at the time when I didn't believe in God. Mm -hmm. And a voice popped inside my head and said, hey, 
you need to stop at this next stop sign. And out my mouth, I said, yeah. Oh, forget all of that. In other words, mm-hmm. I don't need anything. So when I got to the next stop sign, the car pulled out. Oh my! So I ended up breaking my shin bones and stuff like that. And laying on the ground, I realized. Uh, well, at first when I was laying on the ground, I was laughing because I didn't know my shins was broke. And I just was like, oh, I'm a warrior. I don't need any gods. I don't need anything like that. I'm, yeah. I'm straight. And then after a little bit, the pain started to kick in. And it wasn't even so much the, that the accident, it was the healing period after where my physical ability to threaten people was gone. Was gone. Mm-hmm. And I was back to that vulnerable state again as a child. On that time on the ground, I believe God showed me multiple ways that my life can go. Mm-hmm. It didn't put me on a path. It didn't any of that. It's my right to choose. It was just laid out before you. Potential realities. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm probably, my words are probably really messing it up because it's really hard to put in words, yeah. you know, how it happened. But I decided if I wanted to live, then I need to do this. Um, and I guess would be one of my purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot about that. It took me like three years to get on board as big purposes kind of, you know, might do. But that was the... The catalyst. And then, of course, still, it wasn't happy go after that. I still went to prison two more times after that. Mm. Um, So, but my last time, when I was sitting there and just looking at my life, I was about 29, and I just was like, you don't smoke crack. You know, you're not, you're sitting in prison four times. And so I just gave up on my plan. You surrendered. I surrendered. Mm -hmm. And I started to move forward actually from there mm-hmm. uh, and it's, it still was a process because when I started to move forward I still didn't have any faith I didn't believe um, but when I believed when God spoke to me told me I didn't have to believe mm-hmm. only thing I had to do was start walking mm-hmm. and after I start walking look at the evidence that sounds like that mustard seed that, that, that tiny grain of faith mm-hmm. I didn't have it then but now enough has been shown that that's why I walk in now um, you can't tell me I'm not going to be great when I, unless I die or something like that. Is that, that faith in God or faith in Clinton? Oh, definitely not faith in, faith in God. Okay. Um, God is, I feel God revealed himself to me under a personal relationship. Because in me, I mean, even, I mean, 15 years ago, if me looking at me now, even the way that I'm dressed, I would have thought I was gay. Yeah. Because the clothes was too tight. I wouldn't, I couldn't even imagine me being the person that I that God showed me that I would be then that's why it keeps me grounded in knowing that this is not my plan yeah, because I couldn't plan for it it has to be because I, I wasn't planned for it so let me ask you what would you say to someone that is actively living that life during that period of time between what was it 15 to 29 15 to 29 15 to 29 what would you say to someone that's actively living that lifestyle right now well, first, for me, I would, require, I would require them to have to want some change first. Um, because if they don't want to change, the only thing I would be is just a seed planner. Mm. Um, I, w- I don't worry about the results after that point yeah. because it's, that's just not my job. Yeah. But if they want something, first thing I would tell them is look for somebody that could uh, coach you, mentor you, mm-hmm. give you some guidance, someone that can be a positive living example because a lot of people in that lifestyle, you need to see it now. We talked about freedom. 
So tell me, do you feel free now? Oh, definitely. Definitely. That's one of the things that I do as, as a coach is I try to release people from being uh, prisoners to their past mm -hmm. and finding freedom. And the beginning of that freedom would be figuring out who you are for yourself. Don't allow someone else to dictate who you should be, who you should hate, um, how you should act, who you should love, what love is for you, what sadness is. That's what freedom is, the, uh, what they call your internal locus of control, or in biblical, your free will. Mm -hmm. Your right to choose who you want to be, and, and that freedom is just... Priceless. Priceless. I'll invest everything I have to maintain it. Yeah, yeah. Mr. McCloy, it sounds like you have had an absolutely wonderful journey. Um, it's been filled with trials and tribulations, but it has brought you to the place that you are now. So thank you so much for sharing your story with us. We're going to come back and hear more from Clinton in just a moment. Imagine your child was sleeping on the floor and your family was in disarray. Hi, I'm Lisa Shanks with Sisterly Acts Incorporated. We build bridges beyond barriers to give your family food, shelter, clothing, the things that they need to overcome obstacles. You can reach us at www.sisterlyactsinc.com or 904-999-2368. Ever feel like traditional education won't lead you to the career you want? Where you're treated like a number and everyone has to follow the same path. And if you don't fit the mold, well, good luck. Fortunately, you now have a new option. At Alturas Career College, you'll get hands-on training in what fits you best. Be ready to start your new career in as little as 10 months. Visit Alturas.org. We are back with Clinton M. McCoy. So Clinton, tell us what is going on with you now. What are you doing now? Well, I'm doing a few things now. Most of all is um, I've been able to, well, monetize my experiences. Mm. And not just for financial profit, but also personal gain, um, developing a legacy for myself. Uh, so I've been able to take the pain of my past Mm -hmm. and use that to unlock, use it as keys to unlock the doors to my future. And I do that with the same with people also. Okay, so how do you do it with people? You say you do it with people. Well, I'm a holistic life and fitness coach. When I say holistic, I'm not talking about nuts and berries. I'm talking about really being able to help you with spiritual, mental, um, emotional, and physical well-being. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, I do that with personal training as well, so I do coaching. Just really trying to help people become ex-prisoners of their past and become unstuck. I use, I have a program called Chess for Change mm -hmm. where I teach uh, at-risk kids how to play chess. For the, well, I'm using the median, chess as a median to help them actually develop certain cognitive skills, uh, social skills, life skills, life skills mm -hmm. um, but also developing certain parts of the brain mm -hmm. that's not being developed because of certain uh, lifestyles that we're, that we're leading. Giving back to the community. Giving, um, giving back. Um, and to me, that's a form of payment, and it really shows, mm -hmm. you know, 
Redemption? Well, really, it's an indicator that continually allows me to see that I'm on God's path. Mm. Uh, because with a personal relationship with God, people on the outside of that relationship are going to try to define it through their perspective, and they're mm. probably not going to understand. Okay. Um, okay. So as long as the fruits are being bare, mm. and they can see the fruits as well, it allows me to know that, hey, I'm still good. So one, I'm still not governed by a fear of a future. Uh, you know. Because you know who's in control of that. Because I know. I'm not, I'm not governed by a, somebody, a fear of somebody else's future, what they think is down the line uh-huh. for me. And that comes back to freedom again. Mm. At the same time. Mm. I like to, uh, one of my things that I do is try to show young men, women, mm-hmm. older men and women, that if you've been incarcerated, that you do not have to count your life out, that there's a lot of things that you can actually do, especially in today's information age. You know, you could write your book, like my book, book, The Reverse Effect, The Seven Life Changing Principles, helping people to be able to put their story in a manner that can actually help someone else. Okay, that's wonderful. Well, it sounds like you've got a lot of great things going on. Tell us how we can get in touch with you and also where people can find your book. Okay, well, getting in contact with me is very easy. You can actually just type inside your Google browser, Clinton M. McCoy, or you can go to my website, www.reverseeffect.com, and you can just contact me that way. Also, on any of my social media links, you can find me that way easy. My book is available on Amazon, paperback version, Kindle version, and if you would like a signed copy, you can contact me on any of my social media outlets or go to my website and send me an email. Okay. Clinton, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. It was a pleasure to have you on the show. Well, thank you for this opportunity. We'll be back in just a moment with Certified Life Coach LaRonda Howard. Certified Life Coach, LaRonda Howard. LaRonda, mm-hmm. welcome to our show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. After listening to Clinton's story, are there some resources that you could offer to our, our listeners that may 
um, be dealing with some of the same issues that he dealt with. We know that there were a number of things that he talked about. Yes. He talked about child abuse, yes. physical abuse. He talked about sexual abuse as a child. He talked about trying to, um, that age group between 15 and 29, where he was trying to figure it out and, and have a life, make a life for himself. So what are some resources that you could offer or some advice or words of encouragement to our listeners? Wow, there's, there's two I'm thinking of. Uh, one that I'm a part of uh, with some of the work I do, contract work, is called Re- Responsible Fatherhood Coalition. And they are through the Northeast uh, Florida Healthy Start uh, Coalition. Uh, Jack Johnson runs that program, and it's all about helping men. Mm-hmm. So men that has been incarcerated, especially mm-hmm. uh, ex-offenders, uh, men in general, uh, they have a lot of programs for you know new dads, uh, male responsibility. Just a whole wealth of resources for men. Um, and then they have partners. Um, so one of their partners is Operation New Hope. And they also provide a lot of resources for ex-offenders and just men in general. Um, and you can find those. I don't have their contact number, um, you know, handy. Uh, but you can definitely Google them and find them, um, their website. Mm-hmm. Again, Responsible Fatherhood Coalition and Operation New Hope. Um, very good resources for men that have been through some of the things that Clinton mentioned. I'm glad you provided yeah. those resources mm-hmm. because men typically... Unfortunately, yeah. don't seek out the help that they need. Um, in, in lots of cases, they mm-hmm. suffer in silence. Yes. And because they don't get the help that they need, mm-hmm. they continue to, to um, perpetrate mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. behaviors. Exactly. And it grows up, you know, it's passed on from generation to generation. Um, men mm-hmm. typically keep all of that mm-hmm. stuff in. Suppressed. Suppress mm-hmm. it. Suppress Definitely. it. And it plays out. It plays out in their actions. Yes. Even though they don't acknowledge it. Exactly. We know that there is a root yes. somewhere. Mm-hmm. And in most cases, it started in childhood. Yes. You yes. know? And the things that we don't acknowledge, mm-hmm. we can't get help for. Exactly. So providing exactly. those resources Definitely. will be really helpful mm-hmm. to those that are listening that may be yes. dealing with some of those issues. Exactly. That now that they have been able to mm-hmm. hear about them, mm-hmm. And maybe identify with them. Yes. You know, some of that was me. Mm-hmm. You know, what can I do? Yes. I want to have the same kind of success exactly. that Clinton has been able to have. Mm-hmm. But I have these issues. Exactly. exactly. And so giving those resources hopefully will help some mm-hmm. of our guests be able to yes. get the help that they need. Very much so. And I didn't mention with responsible fatherhood, they have case managers. So they can definitely get that one-on-one with another male they have mainly male staff, so mm-hmm. it's really inviting the programs and events that they have. So it's really impactful. I really would hope that a man that's going through some of those things would reach out to those agencies. Okay. Mm-hmm. LaRonda, thank yes. you so thank much you. for being on our thank show. You. It's a pleasure having you. Same here. Thank you. I'll be back in just a moment with my final thoughts. Are you feeling hopeless? like you're merely existing and not living? Well, come take a life journey with me through the power of God to reveal the best you. Transparent Mass was created to give hope, empowerment, and power to those that need to know who God created them to be. So come grow with me as we overcome, survive, and walk in purpose. You can find Transparent Mass 
on lulu.com or you can go to my website www.purposemotivated.com one of the purposes of still surviving and walking in your purpose is to create empathy but another purpose is to find solutions and answers to the challenges that we face every day we know that child abuse is real we see it we hear about it it's time for us to do something about it we have to take the power away from those that will abuse our children because we know that hurt people hurt other people so if they experience child abuse sexual abuse as a child it grows up in them and it, it, the cycle just continues so if you or someone you know is dealing with any kind of abuse sexual abuse physical abuse if you say something seek out the help that you need tell somebody we have a responsibility to stop the nonsense and protect our children Thank you for watching our show. Thank you.